Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and Daniel and I want to thank you for joining us today. We're going to continue our teaching on healing, and today our subject will be, what does God say about healing? Again, what does God say about healing? Before we begin, I want to give you some ways to contact us if you so desire. You can reach us by email at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric. 523 at gmail.com or you can write us at P.O. Box 4473 Marietta, Georgia 30064. That's P.O. Box 4473 Marietta, Georgia 30061. And the last way we're going to promote our um, live Bible studies every Thursday at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. And you can dial direct at 609 that's 609 663 one two two four again uh, every thursday 7 p.m eastern 6 6 uh, i'm sorry 7 a.m and 6 a.m central at 609-663-1224 again it's 609-663-1224 and again this at 7 a.m eastern and 6 a.m central and again our subject is today what does God say about healing? And our principal scripture is going to be out of the book of Luke, chapter number 13. And we're going to start at around the 10th verse. Okay. And we're going to pick up with Jesus as he's entering the, uh, the synagogue as he begins to uh, teach. So, again, St. Luke 13, chapter 10th verse. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called to her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the rulers of the synagogue answered with indignation. Uh, that, that indignation is anger. Or uh, they were mad. They were upset. Not happy. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said unto the people, There are six days which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed. But not on the Sabbath day. We're going to stop there now. And just going to roll back around the 10th verse. And... Again, Jesus, all he had assignments. And I believe uh, we know and, and as believers, we believe that he fulfilled all that God had for him to do. And it was scheduled for this woman. And I don't believe that the Lord put this on um, put this on this woman. She was she was not named. But uh, again, my, my what I'm saying is that Jesus, uh, the Lord didn't put this on her. And we can read that by it says that she had a spirit of infirmity. And so this was not an ailment. Of her back that was natural caused naturally uh not what it wasn't a broken bone wasn't a broken back but it says it was a spirit of infirmity and again our subject today is what does god feel about it and we can see through the scripture that jesus always attacked sickness disease wherever he saw brokenness was a brokenness in the mind brokenness of the body brokenness uh, uh in the spirit he came after it because he was sent and this is what I believe, and that's what the scripture um, uh, signifies, that what scripture backs up is that he came to 
eradicate everything to destroy all of the works of the devil. Everything that the enemy has done, Jesus came to destroy it, not just to move it to the side and put it in the corner, but he came to destroy the works of the devil. So we're going to roll, we're going to uh, go to the book of Exodus and uh, we're going to hear what God told his church when they came out of Egypt. Uh, they had come out of Egypt. They had passed through, seen the mighty miracles that God had done, how he stood the waters of the Red Sea up and they were able to march through on dry ground. So we find them here as they've crossed over the Red Sea and now they're in a place where they have no water. And so we're going to go to the book of Exodus chapter 15 verse 23. And it says in Exodus 15, 23, when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, Marah meaning bitter. And the people murmured against Moses saying, Moses saying, what shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord. And I believe as, as again, as we see these Bible characters and we see these men of God speaking, um, they are doing, they are, they are, uh, this is live. This is, <laughs> this is Moses having recorded this, but we see them. Uh, we see them in their glory. We see them in their failures. We see them when, when, when panic comes, when, um, the crowd is against them, they turn when they're, when they're, uh, in the channel, when they're, when they're, uh, uh, uh reaching out to God, they realize that's where their help is. And I believe that's for all of us today. We must realize no matter what the report is. And again, we go back to Isaiah 53, where Isaiah says, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And when the writer talked about in Isaiah about the arm, he was talking about the right arm of the, of the, of the place of power. And this place of power with God, uh, and, and what I'm saying is in this place of, place of power that was revealed by Isaiah was Jesus Christ himself. He is the arm of God that was extended to man and was extended to all of us. And it's up to us to, to, to grab hold into an agreement that, yes, Jesus is our answer. But here in the book, book of Exodus, Moses cried out. He cried out to his help. His help is what he cried out to. And he said, um, he, he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. As soon as he cried, God answered him and showed him a tree, which when he had cast, which he, when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a statue and an ordinance. And there he proved them and said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments, keep all of his statutes. He says, I will put no none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptian. For he said something now. He says, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, his church is coming out. They, they have coming out and they're, they've come out of Egypt. Now, they're progressing toward their promise. But as they get over and they've crossed over the sea and now they're headed toward their promise, God tells them, he says, look, I'm the God that heals you. Whatever comes upon you, whatever would attack you, I am the Lord that heals thee in, uh, in the book of Exodus, verse number 26. He says, I am signifying I'm God. He says, I am the Lord. And this is what, again, what we must get into our spirit and meditate these things is that we must recognize that that is our help. He is our help. God is our help. And through Christ, we have access to him. 
we're reading the book of uh, a book of Romans, fifth chapter. He says, uh, Paul wrote, he says, we have access to this grace by faith, through faith. We have access to the God of heaven and earth. We have access through Christ. We have access through grace for Jesus is grace. So what I, my point I'm bringing out to all of us is today is we have access to healing. We have access to God. And when, again, reason why I went back to, to, to uh, uh, Exodus is I want to show you and to just bring this out that when God, when he first brought his church out and he had exposed this to freedom, he said, not only am I freeing you from the bondage of, of uh, the bondage of captivity, which the Egyptian gave to you and put on you. Now I'm letting you know I'm freeing you from all sickness, all disease. He says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Okay, so let's go back now to the book of uh, Luke 13. And here's what Jesus is. He began to talk to this woman when he saw her. And nowhere in the scripture can you find where Jesus put sickness or disease on anyone. Nowhere. And it says in the, um, um, in the, in the 12th verse, it says, when soon as Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And I want to tell all of us, tell anybody's on this phone, if you're suffering with any sickness, whether it's in your body, in your mind, in your heart, where your heart is broken, whether you're uh, 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 possessed, oppressed, whatever uh, your issue may be, God sees you. But we have to reach out to him. And he called this woman over to her, over to him, brother. And he says, when he saw her, he called, he said, come here. And that's what Jesus is saying to us today. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And he was calling this woman to freedom. And when he called her over, he laid his hand on her. First, he spoke to her and said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. He was letting her know, I'm about to give you what, what you are. I'm telling I want you to expect when I put my hands on you, expect to be loose. He said, thou art loose from your infirmity. And you know what? She was still bent over. That's what our God, our Father does for us. If we, if we come to him with expectation and not just thinking, oh, it's, you know, today is just going to be just like tomorrow and tomorrow like today and, and today like yesterday. But however, if we come to him with expectation, we have to have that hope, that, uh, that imagination. We have, you have to see yourself healed. And that's what this that's what Jesus was doing, but getting her to picture herself. He says, you are loose from your infirmity. So he's telling her, see yourself straight. See yourself loosed from this spirit of infirmity and see yourself walking as everyone else. No longer will you have to look at the ground. No more. No longer will you have to look down. And and, and can you imagine ha being having being in this position, being in this going through this for 18 years? She couldn't straighten herself up for 18 years. She couldn't go to the tablet. She couldn't go to, to a synagogue because if you had infirmities, you had ailments, you couldn't go into the uh, uh, synagogue, into the temple. They didn't want the leper there. They didn't want those who had uh, 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 all manner of sickness and diseases. I'm sorry, not in the temple, but in, not in the uh, synagogue, but in the temple, in the holy, only the holy temple. You couldn't go. Now in the synagogue, they could go. But in the temple, where the priests were, where they made sacrifices and where the lambs were, and they proceeded on to the Holy of Holies, if you had any 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 issue about you, 
you couldn't go in. You couldn't go in where deliverance was, where God was. But what did Jesus do? He went to the very synagogue where the common people were. See, this is where the common people were. And when Jesus came to where the common people were, he saw this woman. As I said last week, it's what just a common, ordinary, you know, Jane Doe and or John Doe, just ordinary people who just won't and say, you know what? People, we, they are looking. They are looking for answers. The uh, uh, this world is looking for an answer, and Jesus is the answer, and we have it. We have the answer. We the churches need to go back to the Bible. Go back to where we are trusting in the word of God and trusting that it is true. That what God said is true. That what God said uh, is over whatever the government says. It's over what the president or the governor or the senator or the mayor or the sheriff. What God has said, the Bible said, let every man be a liar, but God be true. So what if some don't, some don't believe? Does that make the, the word of God of none effect? No. But it's up to us to proclaim the word of God and expect him to back it up. Expect God to be the healer, which he says he is. Numbers 23, 19 said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Has he, has he promised anything to you? And shall he not perform it or make it good? Has he said any time, if God says a thing, he is going to do it. He is going to do it. That's why Paul said that pray for me, that uh, the, the word of God would have free course in me. And this is why we study the word. This is why we, 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 we practice living. We practice believing. I'm not saying when I'm not saying practice as in trying, I'm saying we are practicing it. We're making a daily, making a daily uh, a part of our lives that we walk by faith, that we confess that I am the healed of God, that I am the blessed of God. I am the righteousness of God because that's what he said. So it's up to me to proclaim what God proclaims. I say what God said and then I rest in it knowing that I'm casting all of my cares all of my issues, all of my problems for, for, for me to take the problem that I have, to take any sickness that may be coming against my body and me to possess it by saying, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to take care of this. No. And I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying don't go and, and, and get that tooth removed or whatever the issue may be. But what I am saying is God is the healer. God is the healer. Yes, the doctor can. He can sew up the wound. The teeth, the tooth can be removed. Our teeth can be removed. But to be healed, God said, I am the healer. I'm able to make you whole and to restore you. He can do what the doctor can't do. He can do what the psychiatrist can't do. See, the psychiatrist can, uh, he can medicate you. He or she can medicate you. They can prescribe prescriptions that can calm you down or settle your mind down so that you can perform your day-to-day -day, uh, activities or day-to-day -day work. But Jesus said, I am come, John 10, that you might have a life and that more abundantly. That life that, that, that permeates 
permeates your entire soul from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Jesus came to occupy. He came to occupy your very spirit and to let you know that I am come, that you might have life. That's why we don't have to, we don't look up to heaven expecting to bring God down. We don't look around, to, we don't have to, we don't have to look around when we're a believer and say, I wonder who can help me. But you got to help on the inside. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What is he saying? Out of you shall flow the very words of the Holy Spirit. Out of you shall flow the, the words that's been preached to you. And they come out of you by faith. And they will bring healing to the believer. They will bring, hearer, uh, they will bring healing to the uh, believer and to the hearer if they'll just believe. So Jesus, going back to uh, the book of St. Luke 13, 13 says, 13, 13, and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Don't you see the expectation that could have, it doesn't say how long uh, from the time he spoke it to the time he laid his hands on her, but I would imagine it was basically immediately. But he set an expectation in her and that's what we, we must have by faith that I prayed to God and God has heard me and I'm going to get what God had promised to me that I am not going to let, I'm not going to let my healing go. See, we are the healed of God. We are the healed of God. We are the blessed of God. We are the righteousness of God. And anything that comes against you is trying to take what you already have. See, many times we try and we try to uh, go out and I got to get my healing. No, you don't. Jesus already gave you your healing. What we need to do is to keep it and declare with our, within ourselves, I'm not giving it up. Whatever anything comes against my body, comes against my, against my health, I've learned to say, you know, this may come against me, but I'm already healed. I'm not letting my healing go for nothing. I'm, I'm not releasing my healing. I'm not going to let you have what God has given to me. See, when we have that thing, when we have that thought, when we have that determination, say, you know what? I know what I feel, but my feelings are not the truth. If Jesus says I'm healed, I'm healed. No, we don't uh, go out around in denial, but we go by faith by saying, yes, I may have cancer may have attacked my body. Yes, uh, 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 my hand or my leg, your foot, whatever may be broken. But you have to say within yourself, I see these things, but this is not the end. Scripture says, God speaks those things that are not as though they were. We have to use our very imagination to see ourselves healed. You got to see it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. Everything we do, we do with sight, we do with a, a, a imagination, and then we put words to our imagination. Most of us, when you're planning your summer vacation or, or, or trip to wherever, going to grandma's house or going across the country, you first imagine, man, it's going to be nice if I can drive out to California. You see the sun and the beaches and the mountains or wherever you're going. If you're in the wintertime, you're going skiing or, or uh, the summer, you may be going to the beach or maybe going to the mountains. You see it. You see yourself there. And then you begin to say it and to speak it. And this is what our Savior did. He spoke it. He said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. He set an expectation and he, he, he ignited something within her. 
she came over. He laid hands and she was made straight. Then it says, and and before I get to what the uh, what the uh, 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 scribes and the Pharisees and the ruler of the synagogues were saying, this is what we must imagine what Jesus did. That's exactly what a father would do. He would supply the need of his daughter. Now let's read the 14th verse again. It says, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days was men out to work in them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. But Jesus said, you hypocrites, not one of you on the Sabbath day looses his ox or his donkey from the stall and leaves him away to water. In other words, uh, it was against the law to, to take your, um, um, the law said that you, there was so many, there were uh, so many things that you could do on, on the Sabbath day. But Jesus said, if your ox or your donkey was needed water, you do that. Then he goes on to say, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound. Remember, God does not put sickness on any of us to teach us a lesson. God teaches us with the word. We are washed, we are clean by the washing of the water of the word. God will give you prophecy. He will give you a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. He'll give you scripture. It's the word of God that cleanses you. It's an inside job. God doesn't put that on his, on his children. Just imagine if God, well, you could just, for your, in your imagination, if God was a man, and then you brought, we brought, we could bring God down to earth. The first thing we was, many would say is, you know what, he need to go to jail. Matter of fact, we need to execute him. We need to execute God. Why? Because think of all the things that people put on God today. If there's a hurricane, if there's a tornado, if there's an earthquake, if there's a volcano explosion, they say it was an act of God. And we know all these awful storms and, and, and massive storms that come through where people die and uh, um, uh, massive firestorms out west and houses are destroyed, lives are destroyed. And people said, oh, you know, we have an act of God. If men could get the, uh, God and put him on trial, they'd execute him. But we know the Bible says no uh, uh, fountain gives for bitter and sweet water. It's either going to be sweet or it's going to be bitter. The word of God and the way of God is so simple. Scripture says it is so simple that a fool, he said, the highways that, that highways that God has revealed to us is so simple. He said a fool will not err if he would adhere to the word of God. Let's read on as we as we wrap up today. Then he goes on to say, and when he has said these things, all of his adversaries were ashamed. When Jesus explained, as he looked, you treat your and you would treat your animals better than you would this daughter of Abraham. That's what God is saying to us. Why would we allow ourselves or and why would we not pray? Why would why would we think that God put sickness on us? Why would we think that God would, uh, would, 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 would curse us with cancer or co curse us with COVID? Or, you know, God took them. I'm going to tell you like one of my favorite preachers say, everybody in the scripture that God took, he took alive. Took Jesus, Jesus was alive. Took uh, 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 Eli I believe his name, in, in, in Genesis. He was alive. Elijah. Elijah yeah, Elijah, he was, he was alive. Everybody that God took. 
He took them alive. But we know people die. But I'm saying to you, God is not the one that brings death on us. Matter of fact, if you go and read the book of Revelation, the Bible said the last enemy is going to be destroyed is death itself. Death is going to be a, a destroyed because it's the enemy of God. Death was brought on by sin. Where God destroys uh, Satan and all of his cohorts and, and sin is dismissed, death got to go too. So don't believe the lie. Think of, look at all the things as we wrap up today, what God has, has, has given us. In the book of 1 Corinthians, if you just write this down, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, he gave us the gift of healing. He gave, he gave the gift of healing to the church. So that if any, there is sick. He said, he said uh, uh, healing is in the church for you to be delivered. Over in the book of James 5, uh, chapter 5, verse um, 14, it says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. That uh, and anoint, praying over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now the Lord is saying, "I if anybody is sick, anybody, he said, call for the elders, call for those of the church, pray over this person who, who's, who's sick, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord." And then he says, "And the prayer of faith shall save the sick." God has made provision as He's always does. That's why the Jewish the Jewish nation called him the uh, Jehovah Jireh, our God, our provider. God has provided for us, but we have to access it by faith. We have to use our very imagination and see ourselves walking in healing, walking in deliverance, walking free. Free. Yes, you may. For, for some, some will go through uh, a chemo cell, uh, a therapy. Some will go and have to have operations. As I said earlier, and the others will grab hold to God by faith. It doesn't matter. It, it just matters that you get healed. It matters that you are here for your grandchildren, for your children, that you grow up in life. And no, I don't have the answer for why some people are healing, some are not. But I want to tell you, God made healing available for us all. Some people want to, they'll spend the rest of their life hollering, why, why, why? You live your life as a believer. You won't have to ask God why when you get to heaven. I hear again, I heard one of my favorite preachers say, you know, everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Well, I will say it like this. We don't have to live this life sick and diseased and tortured by Satan when we have access to the power of God. And it goes on to say in the, uh, James 5, 16, he says, confess your, uh, let me finish number 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. So if he's committed sin, there shall be forgiven him. Then he says, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous uh, woman availeth much. And you are righteous, not because of uh, uh, the good things you do, but we are righteous because Jesus saved us all, because Jesus died for all of us. He is our righteousness. He is our help. He is our blessing. He is our deliverance. He is the Lord of all, King of kings. All and everything he's done for us. He is the one. So what does God say about healing? 
He's for it. In no place in the scripture. And again, if you were to take some of these scriptures, uh, uh, Luke 9, 6, where he sent the disciples out, they healed people everywhere. In Matthew 4, 23, it talks about Jesus going about and doing good, healing the sick. Everywhere he went, he healed. No place you find that where Jesus put sickness on anyone. And I pray today that you hear the words that I've spoken and that the word of God by faith would be accepted by you. Let us pray as we end today. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you that you are good and you're a God that loves us all. You sent your son for us, for not only for our salvation, but for our healing, for our deliverance, for our prosperity. And I pray all that hear us, Lord, whether they're in the darkness of, of any of the deepest, darkest part of the prison, whether in the hospital room today, wherever they may find themselves, I pray that they will reach out by faith, be healed, be saved, be delivered, and be set free. I pray these things in Jesus' name. We come before you by grace through faith, knowing that you hear us today. I just praise God and thank you for joining us today, again today on Journeys in Grace and pray that you will be with us as we take this journey again next week.